This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at FB.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. President Joe Biden pitched his $174 billion electric vehicle infrastructure plan in Michigan today. The future of the auto industry is electric. There's no turning back. And as Rory says, the American auto industry is at a crossroads. And the real question is whether we'll lead or we'll fall behind in the race of the future. Or whether we'll build these vehicles and the batteries that go in them here in the United States to rely on other countries. Or whether the jobs to build these vehicles and batteries are good-paying union jobs with benefits, jobs that will sustain and grow the middle class. Right now, China is leading in this race. Biden toured Ford's electric vehicle production facility in Dearborn. The company is planning to start production on an all-electric Ford F-150 next spring. Biden's infrastructure bill includes a new tax credit that will support the market for electric and fuel cell trucks and other heavy vehicles. It also would provide $15 billion for the construction of a national network of 500,000 charging stations. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley scoffed at Biden's trip, telling AgriPulse, quote, We can't force Americans to buy electric vehicles they don't want and can't afford, especially when we have proven alternatives that will help our environment right now, end quote. Grassley argues renewable fuels are already available to help lower carbon emissions. Here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. A nearly $900 gap in profit margins per animal in the beef industry's frustrating cattle producers struggling to make money. Oklahoma State University livestock economist Daryl Peel tells the Radio Oklahoma Network this is due to several factors. We simply have a very large supply of fed cattle uh, and not enough packing capacity to process it all. So, uh, you know, we've been aware for several years that packing capacity had had, you know, had gotten down to a point uh, where it was, you know, kind of imbalanced with with cattle numbers and actually uh, now is a little bit short of what we need. He says there's been a run-up in feed costs recently too. Feedlot cost to gain obviously is going up to, to, uh, to match that if you will. Um, And so as we go forward, we're going to see more and more impacts. The feed cost uh, really has a bigger impact on the the feeder cattle market. Uh, But what we've got right now is these feeder cattle markets are caught between this sort of stagnant fed cattle market that's that's capped by capacity and, uh, and, and these high feed prices. And so that's really weighing on the feeder cattle complex right now. Peel says another factor is the ongoing drought. Last Monday, the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, National Farmers Union, RCAF USA, and the U.S. Cattlemen's Association met in Phoenix, Arizona. The meeting was organized by the Livestock Marketing Association. It was a closed-door meeting with the goal to find a more financially sustainable situation for cattle feeders and cow-calf producers. Since more government services like signatures for USDA farm loans have moved online since the pandemic, Advocates tell Congress high-speed internet is needed now more than ever. Speaking during a House subcommittee appropriations hearing today, Max Steyer with the Partnership for Public Service, a government efficiency advocacy group, says the need is especially true in rural America. 
35% of the population on rural tribal lands, 42% of rural veterans, and 60% of U.S. farmers and ranchers do not believe they have adequate internet connectivity. We need a government that is in fact even more digital, a government that serves the public using modern online tools, is going to be more effective, efficient, user-friendly, and secure. Steyer suggests the government should create a cross-agency council like the Broadband Opportunity Council that existed during the Obama administration. Brett Begeman, chief operating officer for Bayer Crop Science, will retire after 38 years with that company. Rodrigo Santos, currently head of Crop Science Commercial Operations in Latin America, will succeed Begeman. Changes take effect June 8th. Read more of Hannah Pagel's story at agripulse.com. There you'll find the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news. In Washington, I'm Ben Nolley.